Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Hey guys, it's Trey Scott here. So Derek King, arguably the best transfer available in college football, just committed to the Miami Hurricanes today. The Houston grad transfer quarterback, eligible immediately, could put up fireworks in Rhett Lashley's new offense. So... We've got a special episode of the Through the Smoke podcast in which Andrew Ivins and David Lake are going to break it all down for you. We'll have a normal episode Tuesday morning, but we wanted to get you guys a special one, so enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. I'm Andrew Ivins. That is David Lake. Emergency podcast edition. Miami got some very good news uh, on Monday night. It was really kind of a wild 24 hours. Houston quarterback Diaric King will transfer to Miami. He's set to start classes in Coral Gables. Um, on Tuesday, the Hurricanes also got uh, news like an hour later that Temple graduate transfer defensive end Quincy Roche uh, will also transfer to Miami. And that came a day after four-star cornerback Isaiah Dunson uh, stated that he, he um, it was committing to, to sign with the Hurricanes in February. So, David, uh, I don't think... Miami's had this good of a 24-hour stretch since like this time last year, maybe? Yeah. I think we're going to look back at this day as being, you know, assuming everything goes as expected, you know, De'Eric King stays healthy, is as productive as we think he will be at Miami at the end of this calendar year. I think we're going to look back on this day as being, you know, potentially a game-changing day, maybe even a programming program changing type of day for Miami landing Derek King who you could make the argument was the best quarterback in the transfer portal and then Quincy Roche is nothing to sneeze at either I understand he's not maybe a, a marquee name that a lot of college football fans would know about but I think you could make the argument he is the best defensive player available in the transfer portal so we can get into it more but you know look Miami has a quarterback that is a huge deal Manny Diaz has made a ton of great changes this offseason, and and we can get into it more. T- take us behind the scenes on on just how this all came together from what you've heard, Andrew. Uh, it was kind of crazy. I mean, um, it, it all progressed really fast. I know we talked about it on the last episode of the podcast, how um, Derek King was going to visit Miami. You know, he, he showed up on Friday with mom. By all accounts, uh, the visit went well. You know, there were the reports out there that he was going to get to Maryland, and um, he never got on that flight. From what I heard, Maryland was booked some type of transportation for him to leave at, at 6 a.m. on uh, on Saturday morning and get up to uh, College Park, but that never happened. He ended up eating brunch with Miami's coaching staff. I, I think it was the entire coaching staff. Hung around a little bit longer, 
Hurricanes were hoping to kind of stretch the visit into Sunday, but him and mom needed to get back to Houston. His mom, um, I believe, is ill. She's, she's kind of undergoing some treatment, and, and from what I heard, she had gotten some treatment earlier in the week, so that's kind of one of the reasons why they left. And then uh, at some point over the weekend, it, whether it was – I think it was Sunday, uh, Derek gave some indication to Miami um, that he – uh, what was what was going to be Miami Hurricane, and you touched on this. This is this is absolutely huge um, for Miami. I mean, I don't think you could uh, find a better quarterback to be the point man for for Rhett Lashley's offense. Really, the guy, right. the trigger man. I mean, yeah, Jamie Newman would have been nice. Um, I just don't know if, if Jamie Newman is elect uh, as electric and, and as dynamic to to play behind an offensive line that gave up 51 sacks the season before. So. Uh, this is huge. This is a guy that equals wins. Everyone wanted to talk about Alonzo Highsmith and all that. Like this is the guy who um, can, can really turn things around. It, you know, I, two two seasons ago, fifty touchdowns at Houston. Uh, pro Football Focus graded him out as the second best quarterback in college football. Uh, I, I looked it up. Miami's two quarterbacks, like Malik Rozier, had a grade of a fifty nine in twenty eighteen, and Jaron Williams was like a fifty eight. Uh, in 2019. So you're going from what was considered F quarterback play or, or is that D minus to a guy who is uh, in A? Yes. I mean, I, I'll admit. So once, you know, things started trending that, uh, you know, it looked like Derek was going to end up at Miami. I, I dug in and started working on, you know, a breakdown of his game. And, you know, overall, I knew he was dynamic. I knew uh, he was a good player. But once I really started you know, putting this article together and breaking him down. He was even better than I remembered, better than I expected him to be. Uh, particularly, the, the two things that stood out to me about him is he really is a dynamic runner. He is, it's not hyperbole to say he's a running back that can throw the ball well. Um, he has very good balance. He has very good burst. Um and yeah, he he can take over a game running the ball. And then the other thing that stands out about him when you when you break break him down and watch him more is his big arm. Like, yes, he is a five foot ten quarterback. He is a smaller quarterback, but he has a very live arm. And he throws a beautiful deep ball, and he can rip those intermediate throws in tight windows when he needs to. So those were two things that I I thought were better than I expected them to be with Derek. And honestly, when he's at his best, it's those two things that are clicking. And yeah, this offense is going to be exciting with him in Rhett Lashley's system. I mean, this was a guy who started yeah. his career as a uh, wide receiver at Houston. We talked about that on the last podcast. I think he's like return kicks. I mean, he's returned he a touchdown. One... <laughs> <laughs> like, does Miami have anyone on their roster that's done that? No, I don't think so. No, not a kick return. No. Yeah. Um, well, now they do. <laughs> oh, yeah, now, now they do. It, it to me, like this just shows Rhett Lashley can kind of get the job done. I mean, yeah. from my understanding, Rhett was very involved in this. Like this was Rhett, but Manny was also I- involved as well. And me, David, me and you kind of—I don't want to say we called this whole thing, but if we go back to if you listen to the podcast episode after uh, the Duke game, you know when they lost that game, we said. We wouldn't be surprised if Manny changed offensive coordinators. We we wouldn't be surprised if um, they try to get a graduate transfer quarterback. And my thought process then, if 
you told me they were going to get Rhett Lashley and Derek King, I would have been like, this is best case scenario. Like, I don't know right. how they could have done any better. Um, and, th- and that was before they even lost to Louisiana Tech. I mean, it's just kind of amazing that this team went six and seven and ended the, the way they did. And now they got <laughs> like just these elite guys. Yeah. I mean, this, this off season has been great. The bowl game seems like, it was like three years ago now, you know, like it's totally in the past. Manny has made the moves that has allowed the fan base and the program to look forward and get excited about this 2020 season. And there's there's a ton to be excited about. Um, you know, I think, too, one thing with the Eric, you mentioned that they needed to change coordinators and go get a quarterback. They also got a new offensive line coach, and I think De'Eric King is going to help that offensive line look better. He's a guy that doesn't take sacks because he is so elusive. He can buy time. Um, so he is also going to make that unit look a lot better, which is a big deal considering how bad they were last season. So, I mean, yeah. and you did the you did the film breakdown on, on our site, miami.247sports.com. I mean, there's some... There's some clips in there where it's like, whoa, uh, yeah. You know, in terms in terms of him bailing out the offensive line, and you mentioned he's got to stay healthy. Like that will definitely be yes. the concern all season long. Can he stay healthy? Um, because there's probably a good chance one of the other five scholarship quarterbacks transfers out. So, um, and I'm gonna assume they're gonna try to mold Tyler Van Dyke to potentially yeah. be be the number two, or or maybe it's Tate Martell. I mean, I was on campus uh, Saturday. I saw Tate Martell there throwing with with Larry Hodges, so I don't think he's going anywhere. And I do think Tate kind of fits what Lashley wants to do. But yeah, yeah, that 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 will be the concern. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna be attrition. The quarterback room. You would assume this will encourage Jaron to explore his his options, which he should. I mean, look. By getting Derek King, Manny sent Jaron a, a message, you know, essentially saying, look, we gave you a shot. It wasn't good enough. We're going to bring a guy that we think can get the job done. You can either stay and, and try and compete to be the starter after he leaves, or you can look for your next destination now. You know, I wouldn't be surprised at this point if Jaron does leave. He probably should leave um, and, and go get a fresh start somewhere else. So. I don't think that's necessarily a big problem. It's just, you know, part of how it goes when you go go get a really good transfer quarterback. Um, let's kind of get into Quincy Roche because that was a wild, uh, even even more wild than Derek King. I mean, yeah. he visited Miami two weeks ago. Um, there was talk of him visiting Rutgers. Never visited Rutgers. Spent this weekend at Virginia Tech and. From my understanding, like he was on board with Miami once Derek King was on board, so which, so that means he thinks, uh, right, that Miami's going to have a pretty good year, and this is another huge get. I mean, he was the number two pass rusher in college football this past year, according yeah. to Pro Football Focus. I mean, Miami has essentially added like huge free agents. Yeah, I mean, Pro Football Focus uh, tracks quarterback pressures, right, and. I understand Quincy played group of five competition, but amongst the entire country uh, with defensive ends, with edge rushers, he was second in the country with 68 quarterback pressures, um, which was more than Chase Young, who had 56 quarterback pressures. Uh, Greg Rousseau last year had 46 quarterback pressures. So 
Bottom line, Miami got a guy who can rush the passer. And when you pair him with a Greg Rousseau, um, that's probably going to be the best pass rushing duo in the country. And if that doesn't excite you, I don't know what will. I mean, it makes like the whole uh, Jonathan Garvin leaving early. Like it's just kind of like whatever now. I mean, I, obviously yeah. you would like a guy like th- that to stay in, in your program because you want to develop guys to be seniors. And I don't know if long term this is going to work for Miami, kind of relying on the the quote unquote one and dones. But they seem to be um, kind of perfecting it. And one of my working theories as to why they're, they're getting this is because it's like Miami. It's a pro city. I mean, I, I think they can sell the idea of just coming for six months and, and almost kind of tr- treating it like a training camp. Like it's, it's it seems to be working and the kids might not want to stay home now um, or, or might not be attracted to Miami's weather now. But it seems like after three to four years in college, all of a sudden it sounds a lot more appealing. Maybe it's because they're 21. <laughs> and the thing I like about this is, um, you know, compared to Trayvon Hill, who I think overall was a solid addition uh, from Virginia Tech. Um, the thing I like about Quincy more, this situation, is that he's going to be here in the spring. I think that's a big plus compared to Trayvon, who arrived. When did he arrive? Did he arrive second summer session or did he arrive for fall camp? It just I, it, it was it was second summer session because I remember we saw him at one of the camps. Right. There in uh, and then June, but you know we didn't know until August that there he was kind of dealing with a shoulder injury. Right, remember that that, that didn't come out. Yeah, so I I do agree, and it really took him a while to get going. Like I do agree, he was a solid addition, but it took him yes. you know three four games to. I don't know. And, and Quincy out. Quincy's going to hit the ground running. Um, you know I think he knows he he still has some weight and strength to gain because his goal is to you know, essentially use this year as a springboard to the NFL. And he's going to be able to do that in, in the strength and conditioning program this offseason. And, and yeah, you know, it definitely seems like him and Derek were kind of talking behind the scenes. And that's what happens is, when, when you get a big-time quarterback. It is a magnet for your program. So the hope would be – go ahead. No, 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 no. Finish it out. The hope would be what? The hope would be that De'Eric King uh, balls out in this fun, up-tempo style offense, and it attracts either another baller graduate transfer quarterback next year, or, you know, the best case scenario is it attracts one of the best uh, high school quarterback prospects in the country, and then that attracts more high school studs to come with him. Because, I mean, guys, recruits have figured it out for the most part, that if you go play with the best quarterbacks in the class, chances are you're going to win a lot of games and have fun at the college level. Um, all right, so two things on that. I was at a seven-on-seven practice Sunday. Three underclassmen I spoke to when I was just asking them about Miami brought up Derek King on their own, yeah. which I thought was crazy. Like, you know, local kids are like, oh, yeah, you know, they might get... Eric King. So, I mean, and it's not like he's from down here and everyone right. grew up watching him. So it's a big deal there. You also now, I think, for when we get into spring football and that kind of transitions into what I would consider preseason magazine season and, and all yeah. the previews and all the hype, Miami is going to have a star on defense that, that'll be probably a preseason all ACC first pick in, in, in Greg Russo. 
Yes. And then on and then on offense, you got Derek King, who you know isn't going to be uh, first team All ACC preseason pick, but he there's the hype train is pulling into Coral Gables, so I think that's going to do wonders uh, for recruiting. I really do. I mean, now you got star players, and like you said, if, if this works out, kids are going to want to play at Miami. Yeah, I mean, you know, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think like of the teams of on Miami's schedule. Miami will have the advantage at quarterback in pretty much every game. I mean, maybe, I mean, Sam Howell at North Carolina is a stud. He's going to be big time, but I think that's debatable between De'Ara King and Sam Howell. And, you know, look, when you have the quarter, the no-brainer quarterback advantage, that's a big deal, uh, especially, especially when, when you, you have you a have defense a de- like yeah. Miami has. <laughs> exactly. I mean, even if the defense regresses a little bit, I mean, which is probably realistic. Um, you know, I, I can definitely see a, a path to nine or ten wins, um, but we never know. Yeah, but, I like, mean, la- they got to do it. Enough with this on paper talk. Like, I understand I have to do it because I run a website that covers Miami Hurricanes football for the off season. you know? And so I have to talk about all this stuff on paper. But ultimately, with this program right now, just show it. Just prove it on the field. Let's see it. Enough paper talk on paper. Oh, the talent's great. Let's see it on the field. And hopefully, Derek King can bring those results. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How about Manny Diaz going like radio silent? Right. I mean, it's different than last year. And and look, I think it's a smart move. Let the results show. (laughs) <laughs> he know, yeah, like he knows the seat's hot, right? I mean, the yeah. seat's hot. He understands how to play it. And I think last year, you know, look, obviously the way the season went, it, it kind of got clowned on. And that's 
to be expected, but he understands you can't keep that behavior up when you had a stinker of a year. So he's being a little more quiet this year, and and I think that's a smart move. So Miami also got a high school commitment, right? Tell us about Isaiah, Isaiah Dunson. Dunson. Yeah, yeah, dude, that one was. I don't know. I was so fo- I've been so focused on like Derek King thing since Thursday when when we first reported that he was visiting. Sure. Like I I don't even know what I've done. Sure. With uh, my past four days, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like it's all like kind of like blurred together and like, oh, yeah, like Miami landed a commitment from a top 300 corner in, in the middle of all this Isaiah Dunson. Um, so, you know, when I it was actually Thursday when I first reported that he was going to visit. I mean, I had heard Miami had been recruiting him. Uh, I know they had made contact with him after he decommitted from Florida State back in. October, you know, when, when Miami basically just went up and down my FSU's commit list and pretty much called everyone. Isaiah Dunson was a guy they made contact with. Um, he was scheduled to visit Ole Miss this past weekend. Uh, Hurricanes got him to bump that, and I think he got on campus, and he really re- liked it. His parents liked it, and uh, Miami basically, from my, what I understand, understood and i know a lot of fans are going to like to hear this because people have been wanting miami to do this forever is they put the squeeze on him like either you're in or we're going to go recruit some other guys and he was about it and i think that's not not like a ballsy move but like dude miami should do that and this just kind of continues the theme of miami finding power five level guys uh after the early signing period from out of state who are probably very attracted to what what miami is like a kid from um i, I think tucker george is right outside of uh atlanta where he's from and i think it's a good take you know he's super long from what someone told me he's just as tall as mike rump and he's got a longer reach than than uh, mike rump does and okay. we know this staff puts a premium on length at the corner position. Yeah. I think they they would have wished he, he's a little a little quicker. But when you watch the film and, and the footage of him in camps, whether it be uh, the, the opening Atlanta and there, there's some clips out there floating around of him at, at, at one of the rivals camps. It might have even been the rivals five star challenge. Like he's pretty uh, he's an intriguing guy. Like um I'd probably put Christian Williams ahead of him, but like Christian Williams is is right there with him, and I think Christian Williams is a guy who who could play for Miami next year. So it's a yeah. it's a good take. Yeah, the thing I liked about Isaiah's film is the way he attacks the ball. Like you can tell, he plays a lot of wide receiver at the high school level too. And you know, when you're six two and can jump like he can, and you have a long wingspan that can maybe make up for not having the fastest 40 times. So I think he's going to get in into the college program, gain a little more speed with a strength and conditioning program. And, you know, you can't teach those ball skills. Like not every cornerback has those type of instincts and abilities. He has it. Um, And so now moving forward for him, it's kind of going to be about all right, you got to learn how to get a little bit faster. And I think once he does, he's going to be in the mix to play, you know, two or three years down the road. And let's also not forget, this was not a good year nationally at corner. Um, not a good year locally at corner. And I think, right. you know, I, keep, I hate using the term best case scenario, but I mean, was Miami going to do much better than this? I, I know they'd no. offer some kids, kids out of Texas and, and stuff like this, but it's pretty good, I, I think. 
Is Miami done at corner now, would you say, for this cycle? Yeah, so let's kind of talk about that. Um, <laughs> the numbers are all of a sudden very tight. Remember, like we were talking right. before the disaster of a three-game skid, how Miami was going to be tight on numbers, uh, and then they lost the games, and it was like, well, now Miami has all this space. Well, now after the addition of Dunson, Roche, and Diarrick King, you're back to a numbers crunch. Uh, so right now, if you if you include Jose Borregales, so that those are four additions. Uh, you got Willie Moyes committed. Uh, that's that's five on top of the 18 that signed. Now you're at 23. Um, I do not think Miami uh, has room for another defensive back. Like I think if an, an Avante Williams wanted in, that is that is possible. But right. they they want to uh, take some offensive linemen, and they might right. be able to get a little creative and count an offensive lineman forward. I don't know how they would do that, but. They have been in, in contact with some graduate transfer linemen that uh, don't graduate until May. And I think it's smart to they didn't try to f- rush some guy in here um, for spring football. Go into spring practices, figure out what you got. Um, remember, Miami returned six offensive linemen that started at least one game this past year. And yeah, right. that might not sound like it much, but the year before that, it was only three. So you got some guys who, who have handled a, a college pass rush. Um, and had to prepare to, to be a starter. So it's completely different. And I think you also want to avoid a Tommy Kennedy situation where a previous staff recruited a lineman and he comes in and you're like, this guy doesn't fit what I want to do. So uh, that made sense there. Again, what uh, I said, 23 numbers, two spots left. I think there's a chance Willie Moise could, could not be dropped, but Miami can move in a different direction just because um, – uh, of his great situation. So maybe there, there's three spots left again, probably two for offense alignment, maybe one for an offense alignment. And look, let's be honest. Um, now that Miami's got these, these graduate transfers, I'm sure some other transfers are going to be interested, right? Like yeah. I would, I, I would be very picky it. about, yeah, very picky. You never know who's going to come become available. Right. I mean, could those, could that an offensive line spot be for a transfer too? you know, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think they're going to take in high school and offensive linemen. Okay. I think all. I think it will be graduate transfers. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I would save those. You know, in May, some will shake loose. Probably even in June and July, some will shake loose too. So I would hold on to those spots and use them for those type of guys. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, nine, ten, eleven months from now, was this a program changing day for Miami? Uh, is this a job changing type day for Manny Diaz? Um, you know, the overall trajectory of the season and of the program, I think, uh, hit another level today. So it's a good day for Miami Hurricanes fans, in my opinion. Absolutely. And, um, I'm sure we have a lot of our VIP members on on the site. So I, I will put this out there from what I've heard. Miami might not be done. Um, there's a chance they can make one more. One more addition, so um, tease, tease them, yeah. Andrew. Tease Te- them. I, I'm not trying to tease the tease, but there's there's a chance they might they might add someone else. So stay stay tuned to the side on Tuesday because it could. From what I've heard, there's it could happen. I'll just put it like that. Okay, very interesting. Um, all right, guys. Well, that will do it for this show. I'm sure we'll be back later in the week, probably more in depth. Um, another big recruiting weekend coming up for Miami. Uh, there's a there's a loaded seven on seven tournament in Doral. Miami's gonna 
kind of run a, a junior day that will coincide with that on, on Sunday. So we'll have full coverage on the site. I'm sure we'll have more breakdowns of the newest additions. And uh, yeah, the, the, the king is Miami has a new king, right? The king is here. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you later. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.